When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Heal the Hurt podcast. Today we're going to talk about self-sabotage, what creates it, and how to get off that cycle of constantly sabotaging ourselves. And the first place we have to start is, what creates it? Well, quite simply, what creates the need and the desire and the repetitive nature of sabotaging ourselves is, we were told, either directly or indirectly, that we had no worth as a child. Think about it. Why would we sabotage ourselves? It's because we don't think we have the value to achieve it. In those moments when we wanna pursue something, a feeling comes up of, ugh, I don't wanna do this. Well, that feeling was placed into us. That sense of dread or procrastination, whatever it may be, that's the feeling That's stopping us from what we want. Now, it could be stopping us from making the right decision or saying no to somebody, but it's always that feeling. And really what that feeling is, is a feeling of shame. I can't claim myself. I can't stand up, pursue what I want, and claim what I want. So the next question becomes, where does this come from? How does this happen? Because over 80% of people that I talk to say, wait a minute, Kenny, this can't be right. My parents were great. They were perfect. My childhood, nothing like that happened. Well, I I can appreciate that. Um, I personally believe that every single parent on this planet loves their kids. They all want nothing but the best, even in those moments when they're less than perfect. But the fact of the matter is, our parents make mistakes, and a lot of them. And I'm going to prove that to you. And that's the first step to overcoming this is getting out of the denial around our childhood. See, science shows, study after study is proven, 70% of all the messaging we get as a child, all of it, is negative, disempowering, and self-sabotaging. Think of that. Almost or over two-thirds of everything you hear out of your parents whether it's words or rolling of the eyes, body language, the messages we all get sent, two-thirds of it are negative. Just think of how many times you were told, no, don't do that. What are you thinking? Come on, you're smarter than that. Those are traumatic moments. And see, that's part of the other problem. Everyone goes, you know, I wasn't beat. There wasn't incest. You know, we think of trauma as just that. Well, it's not. It is those simple moments. Did you know just divorce, if your parents were divorced, that causes actual brain damage, actual brain damage. It's severe trauma. All of a sudden you go from a two-parent household and now one's gone. That's abandonment, not because your parent abandoned you, but that's the feeling we're left with. Can you see why self-sabotage would be, oh my God, they must not care. Now that's not true, but that's the feeling we're left with, okay? The other thing to recognize is if we believe there was no imperfections in our childhood, maybe you don't like the word trauma. 
Maybe that's what scares people off. Well, how about this? How about less than perfect parenting? If you don't believe there was any of that in your childhood, do you realize that that means we think we were raised by a perfect human being, basically a God, someone who never makes a mistake? Well, at least in my experience, there isn't a God on this planet. There isn't a perfect parent. Now, the final thing I'm going to do to help you start getting into reality that this all starts in childhood is I'm going to ask you two questions. And to this point, I've never heard anybody be able to get past these two questions. And they prove definitively that you suffered trauma or, if you like this word better, less than perfect parenting. And that less than perfect parenting is affecting each and every single minute of your life, even today, no matter how old you are. The two questions are this. When you were a child and you felt sad, lonely, scared, at anything your parents did in that moment, could you have a discussion with them? Could you voice it? Get in your room. I don't want to hear about it. No more backtalk. Isn't that pretty much something along those lines, the experience we all have? Question number two. Do you have any type of secret from your parents? Anything you've done, anything you believe or you've said? Well, we all do. Well, do you see what that means? If I have a secret, it means I don't feel safe with my parents. They will reject me if they knew this about me. That's horrifically traumatizing. The two people that we should feel the safest with and the most secure with we can't tell them and share with them who we authentically are. That's what those two questions show. If I were to speak my truth, stop it. No, your truth is not allowed. And that's why we keep secrets. I can't let you know who I really am. That is overwhelming trauma. And it creates something I discovered. It's called the worst day cycle. And there are four stages to it. This is it. Trauma, fear, shame, and denial. Everyone on this planet is caught in this dynamic. I can sit with any of you and in just a couple of questions, I can show you how every choice in your life revolves around this cycle. Nobody's immune from it. And it all happens in moments like these. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through the worst day cycle because that's at the heart of the cycling of self-sabotage. And we just conquered step number one. Trauma, do you see now, can you let in the truth that you experienced, maybe again, you don't like the word trauma, but you experienced less than perfect parenting. It left wounds in you, which are traumatic, which have a deep impact on us. And they are. Re and I'm going to show you why that's so important and why it's self-sabotaging you in every area of your life. Now, the reason this happens is we have two needs as a species. The first one is attachment. We must physically and emotionally attach to another human being or we will die. The second need we have is authenticity, the pursuit of who we naturally are, our own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, our inherent power, and the pursuit of our own, as I call it, our greatness. Well, do you see what those questions show? If I were to speak my truth, if I were to pursue who I really am, what happened? squashed, 
complete, our power was completely taken from us. We are not allowed to pursue our authentic self. All right. What does the second question show? If I have a secret, if I tell you who I am, I'm going to lose attachment. It's the death of me. My survival. I'm a child. My survival depends on you. That's how critical those moments are. It's a survival mechanism. And so what do we do? In that moment, we lose our authenticity in the pursuit of attachment. We lose our inherent power. It's the loss of self-esteem. It's the moment that shame is born. This is where it's born. And this is also where we learn to deny. Denial is born here because we all minimize, suppress, repress, condone, like people saying, I didn't go through trauma, 80%. All of that is denial, massive denial. I was on the phone with someone recently. She just refused to believe that anything imperfect in her childhood happened. It was, and as she told me the stories, it was absolutely horrific, but was completely detached from it because she did that for survival. That's how traumatic her childhood was, that she denied the truth of it. That's heartbreaking, okay? Now we do that, as I said, as a survival mechanism because our power was taken from us. We need our parents to survive. So that's the only way we can attach to them is to believe this is okay. This is normal. There's nothing wrong with this. Now the problem with that is in those less than perfect moments, it creates a massive chemical, emotional explosion in our brain and body, fear. And that chemical release that happens becomes a chemical addiction in our brain and body. And here's why. It has to do with how our brain works. <clears throat> you see, it takes tremendous energy for our brain to do anything. Literally 25% of all the calories you eat every day go to feed your brain. Just to work your brain. Okay? And so our brain has figured out a solution to save energy. It doesn't ever process things on what's right or wrong. It processes on known versus unknown. If we know something, if we've lived it and experienced it, even if it's wrong, it says, yep, let's play that program again because I don't have to think about it. I don't have to do any work. I'll just put it on auto repeat. Now do you see why you're self-sabotaging over and over? Because of the traumatic feelings that got known in childhood, you just keep repeating it. Your brain will literally make that choice over and over and over to relive it. That's the emotional chemical addiction that keeps our body stuck in this. Now, in that, fear is always one of three things. It's either the fear of rejection, the fear of inadequacy, or the fear of powerlessness. Well, let's think of that moment when we went to express ourselves, if we actually considered it. Well, when I did, what happened? Rejection. I can't be who I am. I just got sent to my room and scolded for sharing my thoughts and feelings. What else do I feel? Inadequate, because I don't have the skills, tools, or knowledge to build my own house, pay my own bills, to go somewhere where I can pursue my authenticity. I also don't have the skills, tools, and knowledge to argue with an adult because I'm just a child. And where does that send me? The third fear, powerlessness. It's an overwhelming cocktail of horrifically hurtful emotions that get stuck in our brain and body 
and we repeat it over and over and over and we don't even realize it. And I'm going to get to the denial piece of why we don't realize it here in a minute. <clears throat> now, the overwhelming nature of that feeling sends us into shame. Now, shame is, this, is the feeling that we there's something wrong with us. Guilt is different. Guilt is, I don't like my behavior. It's external. I made a mistake. I, I put the wrong piece of food on the table. Oops. That's not a recrimination of ourselves. Shame is different. Shame is, God, I'm so stupid. And isn't that how we talk to ourselves? When we self-sabotage, God, what are you thinking? You're so lazy. You know, come on, you know better than this. You're so stupid. That was learned. Remember what our parents said? Get in your room. That's where shame is born. I must be bad, wrong, stupid. Something must be inadequate in me because mom and dad won't even let me speak. I'm shamed, devalued, told directly or indirectly I have no worth. That's where shame comes in. We lost our power, and this is the third stage of the cycle. This is how we try and get our power back. Now, as an adult, this is why we self-sabotage. Do you see, as a child, we couldn't argue with our parent. They had to be right. They set all the rules. But now I'm an adult. I get to pick who I date or marry, what kind of career I want, where I live, who my friends are, what my hobbies are, everything. So what's the greatest way to get our power back? For us to choose things that don't work. Because remember, our brain and body got trained that we're going to repeat this miserable feeling of not liking ourselves, right? It's stuck on that emotional chemical loop. I'm not worth anything or very little or less than I really am. Okay? And we're going to repeat that feeling because it's all we know and our brain doesn't want to work. And so the best way for me to do that and to try and get some sort of power is I'm going to pick a terrible relationship. I'm going to pick a terrible career. I'm going to pick all these things to relive that pain against myself. Why? What does it give me? Power. Because at least this time I chose it. Now I can hear everybody. No, don't tell me that, Kenny. That's wrong. I don't want this bad person in my life. I don't want this bad career in my life. Well, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that you don't want it. But the fact of the matter is, until we heal that original wounding that sent that message, that's exactly what we will do. And your life story is proof of it. Now, ask yourself, how did this terrible person that you say you didn't want to be with, do you see how they remind you of the exact same chaos, confusion, uncertainty, depending on how bad it was, belittling, abusive, dynamic there was in childhood. Now, for those of you in massive denial, you won't see it. You need a professional to help you see it. So if you're like, yeah, this, no, my parents didn't treat me this way. That, that's a severe sign of what's called dissociation because our brain will not pick something it doesn't know. And if you can't see the tie-in, I urge you to get professional help. Because that's what's creating your self-sabotage. And you're so detached from how bad the traumatic experiences were in childhood that you don't see it. That's scary in many ways. Okay? 
So we need help to see those tie-ins if we want to stop the self-sabotage, okay? <laughs> now this in the shame piece, this is our attempt to remedy how we were told directly or indirectly that we didn't have worth and we, we develop a false persona. See, remember we were squashed. Who we were meant to be was squashed. And now what people don't realize is here we are as adults. It's like I had to realize I played two pro sports. Once I did the work on the cycle, I realized, oh my God, I never wanted to play either of them. I was just reliving the trauma of my childhood and trying to get my dad to pay attention to me and trying to get back at my older brother. I'll tell you just one of the stories of how this works. So you have an example. I played pro hockey. I was a goalie. Well, I have a newspaper article from 30 years ago. My brother had just signed a contract with the Islanders and, a, and I was about to turn pro in a year or two. And the title of the article says, sibling rivalry led to ice proficiency for brothers. And the first two paragraphs talk about how my older brother used to beat the living hell out of me. And it says, but Kenny figured something out. He realized that when his older brother, who would force him into the net while playing street hockey and shoot frozen tennis balls at his head, Kenny realized if he stopped his brother, it would piss him off. You see, the only reason I ever became a professional goalie in hockey was to beat up my older brother. Do you see, I relived the trauma against myself. I took control of it. I became a goalie, I'll show you. And so now as an adult, I'm victimizing myself. I'm standing in front of a hard rubber disc going 100 miles an hour, pelting me, just like my brother used to do, beating me up or shooting tennis balls at my head. I'm reliving it, but I chose it. I'm in control. And this, when you learn how the cycle works, you're going to see every single aspect of your life. You developed a coping skill, a maladaptive false persona, just like I did. And so we think, no, I like this and this and this. Listen, listen to every athlete talk about their sport. And they'll always tell you a childhood story just like that. It's about pain. They're trying to conquer their pain. Listen to anyone in the financial industry who, who does financial planning. They'll tell you problems about money in childhood. People in insurance, they'll tell you about how there was no safety in their house. People in real estate, there was pure chaos. They moved a lot. There was a move at an influential time. They're just reliving it over everything. That's all we ever do until we heal it. Every choice you're making, you're reliving all of that pain. It doesn't mean every choice is bad, but until you do this work, you can't decipher. And that's why Gallup has shown for decades, only 7% of the population is truly happy and content in their career. That's because 93% is reliving the worst day cycle against themselves, victimizing themselves, and they don't even know it. They think it's what they want, but that's why they're miserable. They're reliving the same chaos, confusion, hurt, and pain of their childhood against themselves, but at least they chose it. Now, this is important. This is what kicks us into stage four, denial. Do you see what this process shows us? What it means is I have to admit, oh my God, I don't know who I am. I'm 20, 40, 60 years old. I have this career, all these different things, and I thought they're what I like. What you're telling me, Kenny, is I just, my brain, my brain 
sought to repeat what it knows. And all of it is that 70% of the negative messaging that we got sent in childhood, that loss of attachment, and we developed a false persona to survive it and become whatever our parents needed so that they would be happy because our survival depended on it. So my whole life story isn't who I really am. Screw you, Kenny. No, no, I'm not starting over. I can't admit that to myself. I don't have the self-esteem because of what I went through to admit that to myself. That's overwhelming, Kenny. And here's the other piece of the denial. Kenny, you're wrong. That's not what happened. Well, science disagrees with you. Studies show that 95% of our adult life, every thought and decision we have, we are not present. I know we think we are, but all we are doing is reliving the subconscious programming of our childhood, our thoughts, feelings, and decisions. Remember, our brain seeks to repeat what it knows. That's all we're doing as an adult is reliving our childhood over and over. And that's why you're stuck on the cycle of self-sabotage. See, you may disagree with my premise, but your life story shows you the proof. You can't outrun yourself. This is the explanation of where it came from. And I know it's hard to hear. Man, did it break me up when I discovered all this and went, oh my God, I did this all to myself. Now, not originally. It's because of my parents' perfect imperfections. They didn't mean to do it. But for centuries, we've never taught any of this. So we're all doing the best we can. My parents adored the heck out of me. No one taught them that if you act in a certain way, it creates this in a child. They didn't know any better. No one's to blame. Because who are we going to blame? Where does it end? Because it just happened to every parent along the line. So I, I don't know. Do you blame evolution? If you believe in evolution, do you blame the first cell? Or if you believe in creation, do you believe, blame Adam and Eve? Is that where it ends? Waste of time. Waste of time. The bottom line is this. We are all perfectly imperfect. And everyone's doing the best they can. And nobody can be blamed for doing something they weren't even aware of. we Most of the parenting skills we use as a parent, we think we're doing the best of what we've been taught. And then as we learn, remember, we go, oh my gosh, that wasn't good. We didn't know that. We thought spanking and corporal punishment was healthy. It's horrifically abusive. We didn't know that. Are they to blame? No, they did the best they could with what they knew at the time. Now, because of that brain constantly repeating 95% of the time we're reliving our childhood. Our adult decisions have us replaying the self-sabotage, the pain from our past. And there's a second piece. It's daunting enough that we have to admit, my God, I'm just living a subconscious program. These may not even be the things I like and want in my life. I'm just living out an adapted coping skill to survival, the loss of attachment with my parents. That's scary and overwhelming, Kenny but you're telling me there's more. Yes, there is. <clears throat> Here's the second reason we self-sabotage and we don't face this worst day cycle. Do you see what it means? If I admit that I went through trauma, that I'm stuck in fear, that I victimized myself with my own shame, that I choose all of these things against myself, that it wasn't their their fault. And I'd fault, I don't want to put fault, that 
that they're to blame, that it's actually me, and that I have to admit to myself that I'm not present in my own life. Do you see what that means? If I conquer that, if I admit that truth, and I actually pursue my authentic self, who I was meant to be, my own thoughts, feelings, and decisions, my inherent power, do you see what you're making me give up, Kenny? The attachment to my parents. Because I became this whole life story of self-sabotage and divorces and addictions and careers and all these things to try and get attachment with my parents. That's the false persona. But if I heal it, if I go succeed, I lose attachment to my parents. Screw you, Kenny. I already felt less connection with them. That's just too much. Now I know there's still people going, Kenny, I, I, this is kind of making sense, but that self-victimization, I don't know if I can buy into that. Well, let me prove it to you. What happens in a riot? With all the riots going on, what happens? People are mad at the police and the government, and what do they do? They destroy their own neighborhood. They victimize themselves. It's proof of the worst day cycle Everybody does it. How do we celebrate as a culture? We win an event, we get a raise, a promotion. What do we do? We go get drunk, we go get stoned, we overeat, we victimize and destroy and self-sabotage ourselves because our brain, all it was taught was negative, disempowering, self-sabotaging things, and so we repeat it. And then we go into denial and go, well, smoking pot and getting drunk, that's not self-sabotage. Well, tell me that the next day when you're puking on the couch going, honey, can you tell the kids to shut up? Like, this hangover is terrible. Boom. Wow, did I realize that that hangover just made it impossible for me to attach to my kids. My kids just came running up. Dad, dad, will you play? No, kids, leave me alone. Boom, kids feel rejected. Now I've just passed the worst day cycle onto my kids. That's how easy it happens. They just got the message. Wow. It's Sunday. Dad always plays with us on Sunday. He must not love us. They can't comprehend hangovers. All they comprehend is rejection. We've just passed the worst day cycle. That's how it happens. Now we're all perfectly imperfect. We're going to do that. We can't stop the cycle. What we can do is take ownership of our actions, our choices, and do the work to conquer this cycle to talk about it openly with ourselves, to admit it to ourselves, to talk about it with our friends and family and coworkers and start as a society making it okay to end the cycle of self-sabotage. Isn't it enough? It's been going on for centuries. And if you're honest with yourself, if you go through this process, you're gonna be, my God, he's right. I do all of this. Everybody does. Nobody doesn't do this. I know it's scary, but this is how we get our self-esteem back. Do you see? <laughs> the people that don't want to accept this, that means their shame, their self-esteem, they can't accept truth because they're in massive denial. I don't want to admit this about myself. What is denial? Denial is a lie. We will not admit the truth. Well, if we can't admit the truth, then we must have most low self-esteem. They coexist. Because truth is esteem, right? Well, if I can't admit the truth, 
then I'm struggling with shame and low self-esteem. And so what's the solution? To confront our darkness, to confront the pain, to confront the cycle and how all of this and go, oh my God, he's right. When I was hung over, my God, he told that story. And I remember doing that to my kids. Oh, gosh, that hurts admitting that. But now I'm in truth. What do I get with truth? Self-esteem. It's the recovery process. This is how we get our authentic self back. We admit the truth. We do the work. We reclaim our souls. We go, my God, I was perfectly imperfect. I can't be blamed. Until this day, I'd never heard about the worst day cycle. I never knew that this is how self-sabotage works. I am not to blame. I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. Now that I have new and better information, I can do something about it. This is the first day in my life, any of you who've never heard about this, this is the first day in your life you actually have a choice to pursue your greatness. You never had a choice up until today. Never. Therefore, you are not to blame for all of your imperfections, for how you victimize yourself and others and all those things. You are not to blame because you never knew about this dynamic. You can't be blamed for doing something you weren't even aware of. But now you are. And so now, day one, you have just been born. You have a choice. You get to decide, am I going to relive that pain against myself and everyone I care about? Or am I going to make a change and learn about this, do the work and recover and end the cycle, not only in my family, but those that are close to me? That's the choice sitting in front of you. We all have that choice. So if you want to do that, if you want to make that choice, then what's the process? All right. Well, here it is. It's pretty simple. Go become an expert in the worst day cycle. To do that, pick up my book, Your Journey to Success. I lay out the exact process much deeper than I just did. So you can see, oh my God, it's me. This is me. And this is exactly how I do it. Start there. Become an expert in your cycle in your childhood, in your trauma, fear, shame, and denial. And that's the way out. Number two, gain emotional mastery. This is an emotional process. It's not a thinking process. That's the other thing about it is everything we do, we do. Do you see? This is all started from an emotion. Antonio Damasio and others have shown nearly every single thought we ever have starts with an emotion. Well, almost all of our emotions are negative and painful from childhood. This is what we need is emotional mastery. This book, Your Journey to Success, starts giving you the tools to gain emotional mastery. Okay? Step three, it, get out of denial, admit, and become an expert in healing your childhood trauma. Step four, become an expert in your fear, shame, and most of all, your denial. When you do that with every client I've ever worked with, any person that's ever done this, they reclaim their authentic self. Their life just blossoms. The self-sabotage ends. It becomes a life filled with everything we wanted. Life makes sense. It's never, ever failed. Not once. If you do the work, it will not fail. Because remember, when there's no denial, there's truth. And from truth, we have self-esteem, self-love. We have our authenticity. We are walking in our greatness. That's the solution.
If this helped you, or if you think it'll help others, please share and like it. If you'd like to leave a comment, please do. I try to respond to every single comment I get. I like that connection. And beyond that, I hope this helps you. I hope this shows you the way to stop the cycle of self-sabotage in your life that you see now. Oh my God, I know the answer. And the final thing is, enjoy the journey. Have a great day.